0: Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk, life coach, trainer, speaker, podcaster, and YouTuber. If you haven't already checked out my YouTube channel, by the way, uh, then please do feel free. I do lots of helpful films with presentations, and it's very visual, uh, very visual uh, learning content. So if you or your friends would like some um, further additional resources, then please do feel free. You can find it at The Milestone Training and Coaching Company Limited. That's all in full. That's my YouTube name. The Milestone Training and Coaching Company Limited. Or I think you can find it via Dawn Fisk, F-I-S-K-E, and The Milestone Training Company, something like that. But there should be lots of life hacks and tips and um, films for you to learn from and please feel free to share that too with your friends as well as this podcast if you find this helpful please pass the word on at the moment at the time of recording we're in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis and uh, all of the content will be helpful to you. But equally it will be so if we're behind, if that's behind us and life has moved on, uh, these lessons and thoughts and tips will be equally helpful in normal life. Um, please feel free to go back into the Kitback catalogue. There are at least 40 episodes or more now um, of general life thoughts, tips, techniques, Practical um, ideas that will help you in everyday life build your confidence, your self esteem, achieve your goals, move you forward, shake you up a bit, and change things for you. So, please pass that on, share it on your social media, put out the word equally, put out the word for YouTube. But let's crack on with today's episode, which is all about the importance of the past, the present, and the future. Uh, The past. The importance of staying in the present at the moment during this lockdown, uh, but also the importance of the future. So it sounds slightly contradictory. That's done deliberately. It's not. They all complement each other, but they equally all three have their own importances. Um, You will be joining me on a bit of a dog walk outside in the country with birdsong. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it's helpful. Take care of yourselves. Hello. You are joining me again on a beautiful dog walk um, out in the countryside. Can you hear the bird's song? It's just glorious. It's frosty there. It's a little bit cold. Um, Welcome along. Today I'm going to contradict myself a little bit in my message. Um, I've got a few key messages in here. Um, But one seems to contradict the other, but it doesn't really. So whilst we're recording this, we are in the midst of the Uh, COVID-19 lockdown but that does not mean that uh, what we're covering today isn't relevant in at any point in life but in particular to try and get you through these perhaps challenging times I think it's fair to say that some people are more challenged than others depending on their circumstances really and I do understand that some have it a terrible time at the moment penned up with people they don't want to be penned up with perhaps or they've realised that um, or they're in confined spaces they haven't got the opportunity to go for walks like this or out in the garden or something like that they've got three young children in small flat and I really really feel for those people and I feel for the teenagers as well, the 18 year olds who should be out celebrating their A-levels seeing girlfriends and boyfriends out with mates and having a good time and they're penned up just at a time when they, they need to be out there um, having fun, really. Well, there's lots of people I feel sorry for, and of course the people in the front line and the people who are suffering um, and are very critically ill or have lost somebody. Um, it is it's a tough, tough times. So I'm not belittling all of that. But today, for you listening to this, I'm assuming that you're well um, and I'm assuming that... You are trying to make the best of this situation, and in fact, there are some real positives in all of this, as there often are in difficult times. Usually, there's some glimmer of positivity in there somewhere if we search. So, I wanted to share with you actually that I've been listening to a podcast. If you want to listen to another podcast, which is a it's a brilliant podcast. I've been listening to this for a few months actually, um, by a GP. Dr. Raggin Chatterley, I can never pronounce his name or remember it, but it's called Feel Better Live More. It's got millions of downloads, um, it's got l- ho- over a 100 previous episodes that you can listen to on all sorts of subjects, some of which I've pinched, not the subject, some some bits of research, because he has some proper scientists on there, things like that. Um <clears throat> really useful stuff on how basically to feel better and live more so in life generally it's a really worthwhile podcast to listen to but I was listening to it yesterday and he again he's had him on before John McAvoy I think his name is he's a a previous armed robber in our country the UK and was serving um, long long sentences for armed robbery he was on the wrong track drug taker drinker Um, violent, thief, criminal but he turned his life around he was on there previously a great episode a really, truly inspiring episode but he had him back on there while we are going through COVID-19 specifically to get her tips and advice on how to cope with isolation because John had been in solitary confinement or in isolation for over two years in a little cell for 23 hours a day for two years and the GP host was asking him for tips and how did he cope and how could we learn from that? Sorry, I am going up a hill but I won't be for much longer. I will get my breath back soon. Um and anyway so this for you I thought I would share some of the tips. But they resonated with so much of what I've said before because they're exactly as I've contained in here. On previous episodes, he really, really stressed the need for routine. So how he coped, he decided he was not a fitness uh, supporter at all. He was unfit, a drug taker, etc., etc. Whilst he was uh, on the streets of crime, um, but he decided for 23 hours he was in this cell that he was going to have to do something to keep himself sane and so he made himself get up 90 minutes before the breakfast was delivered on a tray put through hole or shoved through the door whatever Uh, he knew what time that was arriving so he made himself get up and get on 90 minutes before and so he started to do a 90 minute workout His own workout with no equipment whatsoever in a tiny little cell. So he would do, eventually got up to a thousand, I think, a thousand squats, lunges, sit ups, press ups, etc. etc. He would do all of those using his own body with no equipment, no gym membership, no fancy stuff, no fancy gear, no fancy trainers, but he did it and he became incredibly fit. In fact, actually, he became a, I think in the end, he became a rowing championship guy Um, but anyway during the solitary confinement that's what he did he did all his squats and lunges and running on the spot and star jumps and press ups and things so our excuse cannot be that we can't afford gym membership or that the gym is now closed because of covid 19 or we haven't got a park or the countryside if we've got a room the size of a cell we can do it. So no excuses. So he did that for 90 minutes every day, every day for two years, just, he says, to keep himself sane, to make it. And he realized he didn't know any of the science, which I've given you before about, oh dear, I might be about to be told off. Um, he didn't know any of the science about, um, why we release endorphins, or why it makes us feel better, or why it's good for our mental health—he just realised that. He discovered that for himself. That he felt mentally so much better while he was doing the exercise, and the days that he was doing the exercise than beforehand, when he had nothing to do for 23 or 24 hours, really. Um, so um, it, it, it sold itself to him. He didn't know why or how it was helping, but it was definitely helping. Of course, after that, he learnt the science behind it and the reasons for it and the research for it, um, all of which I've covered before. So from that interview yesterday, I got more confirmation that we are on the right track. He also talked about, or they talked about, Terry Waite, when Terry Waite was a hostage for years. And also... um, Mandela, um, how they both learned in their cells to do activity to lose some fitness. Again, in tiny, tiny rooms with no gear and no equipment and no instructor and no download of TV instructor or anything like that. Just did what felt good and did it routinely. And that was the key that John McAvoy yesterday said you need a routine and you need physical activity so we each and every one of us can do that even if it's just for 20 minutes a day somehow get up earlier before the children or put the children to bed and do it for 20 minutes or something like that or you know we can get we can get 20 minutes half an hour a day we can um somehow we just have to make that commitment and make it happen um So, fitness. He then would have his breakfast that would be delivered on this tray. He would eat his breakfast. He was then given a brush and a broom every day for 15 minutes to clean out his cell. He would busy himself with that and bleach everywhere. Um, And he would then be in the right mindset, he said, to then devour all the books that the library trolley came around with, any books. He learned all sorts of stuff. He would read anything. And he basically educated himself. Um, until lunch then he'd be fine to have lunch he was allowed one hour out a day I think to do a sh- to have a shower um, so he he says how important it is to keep your personal hygiene to make call on occasions or to go out in the yard and get fresh air which he also realized was he hugely treasured the time to go outside no matter what the weather and that's something else we've covered on this podcast how important getting outside is in rain or shine or wind or gales it doesn't matter we need vitamin d from the sun again another natural mood lifter um and then he would feel okay again to read and read and read and that's how he coped for two years of solitary confinement um that's again terry wait said exactly the same that he needed routine um, structure self-discipline activity and movement um so uh, these are things that we could and should perhaps be doing in order to keep ourselves strong mentally well through this lockdown um, because some people are not working, so they're staying in bed perhaps another three hours, three, four hours than they would normally. Um, maybe not showering, staying in their pyjamas all day, eating the wrong stuff, uh, watching rubbish and feeding themselves on the negativity from the news and reading all all the negative stuff in social media, and then they're staying up three or four hours later and their their mental health is sinking and sinking. They're getting anxious, they're getting depressed. What's the point? Um, No routine, no purpose, no focus. So um, that reinforces everything we've covered. Keep that routine, get up at the same time, get showered, put some decent stuff on instead of staying in your pajamas and snog around, Um, have a routine, do the housework, do any work that you've got to do, Uh, cook fresh food, busy yourself learning new cooking, Um, busy yourself with learning new things, keep your mind alive, keep the routine strict, keep the food going healthy and fresh, and get some exercise in there somehow even if it's just in your tiny bedroom where you can do the lunges and the squats and things like that there are no excuses and you will hugely hugely feel better for it i promise you no one ever comes back from a walk and says god i regret doing that that was horrible you don't you just don't regret going for a walk ever Um, you feel better for it, you've moved. Us humans are meant to be on two feet moving. That's what we were built for. We are not built to be inside in artificial heat and light, sat down. It's not um, evolutionary-wise what we're built for. We're actually meant to do between 12 and 15 miles per day. Just walking around foraging, Hunting and gathering. But that is actually what we're meant to do, and that's not a workout. That's just what we're designed for per day. And we're not. All of this with our watches that says we've got to try and get 10,000 steps. That's actually really underselling ourselves. We are designed for much, much more than that. And yet we feel proud when we've achieved our 10,000 steps. That's more a sign of our society than our ability our society has been holding us back because of commuter trains and traffic and things like that Um, we are meant to and designed for much much more than that and we get much more longevity as a result if we do achieve that if we do walk every day and we are mobile and fit and walk around and keep keep moving around um, then we get a much more extended life as a result Anyway, um, that wasn't what I was going to say. So drawing on those people who have survived solitary confinement for years and stayed well, strong. Listen to the podcast if you want to. Read up about Terry Waite. Read up about Nelson Mandela. others have survived far far worse than this and come out stronger and good human beings and very well adjusted we can definitely definitely come through this it's short-lived it's short-term and we've got heaps of technology to keep in touch with everybody and we are allowed out for exercise and the weather is being really kind to us so we can get through this another tip i was going to say however was to also stay present stay in the now don't dwell on what you're missing. Um, so many people, the clients that I'm working with who are struggling, talk a lot about what they miss. They talk a lot about, I miss this person, that person, I miss seeing so-and-so, I miss doing such-and-such, I wish I could... Uh, what is that doing for any of us? There is no point in us dwelling on what we miss um, and dwelling on the past. The The only reason I would suggest looking at the past is to in fact i think they said this did they say this um they were saying that before our life was put on pause if we sort of visualize a remote control on the tv and pressing the pause button before we you know government and this situation enforced us really to pause on the normal life that we knew On reflection, looking back, were you completely happy with where you were at in life? Where you were at with your weight, your fitness, your job, your career, your relationships, your finance, your health, your mindset, um, your well being, your spirituality, anything and everything, just life generally, your organisation, your or chaos or Um, just the routine that you had, your social life, your friendships, were you on reflection when the pause button was pressed? Were you totally happy with it or on reflection would you like to have shaken it up a bit? Because now is actually the perfect opportunity for us to reflect on that. Because at some point soon, um, currently we're three and a half weeks in, so we're three and a half weeks closer to us getting our lives back a bit. Um, when they press play again, when we press play again, we can get back out there, and sort our careers out and sort our finances out and sort our friendships and relationships out. Do you want to do it in a different way? what what would you like to change how do you want it to be because this is the perfect opportunity to reflect on what was and how things were and in the future how you would like them to be because we can we've got the privilege of time on our hands now so we can think about things and if you want to shake everything up a little bit like one of those snow domes that the children have where they little town in a little little glass dome and they shake it and all the snow shakes up and then resettles if you were to shake things up now how do you want them to be when we press play again because we have got this real opportunity to do that Um, so think about it and start planning it now and start making decisions now so so although I'm contradicting myself by saying on a daily basis, stay in the present. Don't hanker after what what was. Don't hanker after the things you miss because that's just causing you angst and upset. It's not worth doing that. Focus on the good of now. The weather, the opportunity, the extra time you've got, the time with whoever you are in your household with, with the wonders of technology and how grateful we are for that. for books that we've got, for great Netflix series, for old films that we can catch up on, um, for jigsaw puzzles that we haven't done for years, um, for the wonders of um, having Amazon deliveries and our supermarket and our food, the appreciation we've got of everything now that we took for granted from the dust, dustbin collectors, um, the NHS, the, the supermarket, all, all the good things that we're grateful for. Instead of what we're missing, see the good in this. So, so for a coping strategy, focus on the present. Take each day as it comes, one day at a time. Don't dwell on how many more weeks there is ahead of us like this. How many more weeks it is before you see X, Y, Z, or do X, Y, and Z. Don't do that. Just take one day at a time. But contradicting myself, we can reflect back on how satisfied we were with how things were and if there were any dissatisfactions or room for improvement then what are they and therefore you can start projecting into the future and decide how you want it to be and what changes you want to make Um, there's lots of evidence to say vision boards whether you like that word or not or having pictures of how you'd like things to be Um, draw them yourself or cut out pictures from old magazines or download them off the internet. How would you like them to be? How would you like your home to be? Your career, uh, your education, your, your knowledge, your fitness and your body image, your relationships, everything. How do you want it to be? Because now is a great time that you could start focusing on that. And I was listening or reading something about uh, It's funny because my son is doing a little... We've set him a project at the top of the garden to keep him busy because he's 17 and bored. And so he's digging out the top of the garden and laying some sleepers and I'm his labourer and we're laying cement and things like that. But we've been digging out and doing lots of groundwork with shovels and I've been moving lots and lots of stuff with him. And that night when I went to sleep, all I could see in my head when I closed my eyes were more mounds of this soil and stones and rubble that we've been moving and I've been shoveling. That's all I could see. And I remember this before when we were rotovating. once we hired a little rotivator when we first moved house and there was no lawn, we were trying to dig up the, the old soil, level it and lay a lawn. And all I could see for a few days, we were picking up big stones, clearing the big stones. When I would go to seat for those few days, That we were working on the project, all I could see when I closed my eyes were the stones, loads and loads of stones. And actually, when I was training for a marathon um, and I was doing lots of training runs following a programme, so at least three times a week I was running, and I would then go to sleep and see the running, sort of the ground, ground moving as I was running. So, what we're focusing on, we see, don't we? Um, Or we can choose it. And there's something called hypnagogic uh, vision, I think. What you see that you've been focusing on for the day when you close your eyes. Something like that, that vision. And you're much more likely to achieve something if you can see it. So you could... I've talked about the journal that we need to keep going. The little book that we need to keep going. You could reflect in that book of how things were when we pressed pause what areas you would like to improve, how, why, what you would like instead, and start picturing it, start seeing that. So I'm contradicting myself, even though I'm saying stay in the present and take each day as it comes. It's also key, especially when you go to sleep, to not be thinking about the negative things that we're coping with at the moment, but instead think about the future and your goals, your positive goals. The inspiring ones, the images that you've got that excite you about your potential for the future. How things might be in a few weeks when we press play and you can get out there and you can go and achieve or uh, become what you would like in life. um, In your relationships, in your friendships, in your fitness, etc, etc. So at night when you've worked on your journal and written all of that down... Then, when you close your eyes, see it, see it behind your eyes. Cut out pictures, put up pictures on your fridge, on your door, on your mirror. You know of how or what you would like. Because the more you can visualize it, the more powerful that is, and the much more likely your subconscious is then going to work with you on making that happen. We've talked about that before when I did the cinema visualization in a previous episode, um, and the power of visualizing. Not just seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, all the senses, getting all the senses in. Um, And really just letting your imagination run riot, riot really, and uh, letting it come alive. So stay in the present predominantly and tackle each day as it comes, to recap, but reflect on the past and any areas you would like to change, and then focus on how you would like the future to be and what what goals you're going to write for that, what what you're going to focus on, what you're going to shake up um, and see it and visualize it. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, Please do share um, with your friends and on social media or take a screenshot or tell people about it in the same way that I did uh, regarding Feel Better Live More. It's always worth spreading the word. If something's helped you, like it helped me and it inspired me yesterday, it's worth sharing because it can filter out. We can all benefit. Um, if you would like some help at the moment and some support through these times, I am doing um, Zoom and all sorts of house party and all the technologies coaching one-to-one. I'm also doing team meetings for people. If you have a team that needs inspiring or a topic covered, I'm doing Zoom team sessions. Um, and I'm also doing shorter sessions. I'm offering half hourly, uh, shorter half price sessions if you just need to touch base, a couple of touch bases to get you back on track at the little pep talks as well through this time anyway. Um, so look at the website wwwmilestone coaching. Dot co. UK, where you can contact me various ways through the website and see various things available there on the website, including the launch of my YouTube channel, which you can follow um, by clicking on the top arrow on the right little play arrow at the top. You'll go straight to the YouTube channel where there are various uh, teaching sessions on various t- topics uh, oh, and will be in the future. I will be regularly uploading so you can subscribe to that if you prefer Or if your friends don't know how to do and listen to podcasts They could follow me on there if they just want to watch if they're more visual So um, I just want to wish you all a very, very good week A very, very healthy week Stay well, uh, stay safe, uh, stay positive if you can Um, And by the time we speak again and you listen to me again That will be another week behind us So um, we are ticking them off. Hang in there. And uh, if you want to just drop me an email, then do if you want to contact somebody. And stay in touch with somebody if you're feeling isolated and alone. Uh, Then don't. You're not. uh, You can drop me an email. Take care, everybody. And I speak to you on the next episode of Life Coaching on the Move.